Welcome to another episode of Behind the Sash. I'm Elise Hudson, the 2017 and 2015 Newcastle Regional Showgirl. The Land Sydney Showgirl competition aims to find a young woman to act as an ambassador for rural New South Wales, with her role involving many official and informal duties, both at the Sydney Royal Easter Show and during her travels interstate and overseas. For over 50 years, young women across the state have competed for this prestigious role. But the showgirl competition is not a beauty pageant. Behind the pearls, makeup, pomp and ceremony are passionate young women with drive to benefit their local communities and rural New South Wales as a whole. This week, I'm being joined by Meg Austin, who is the 2016 Canoundra Showgirl. Hi Meg, welcome to Behind the Sash. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me today. It's certainly been a huge year for you, moving out of your home, Canoundra, and starting the first of three years of a midwifery degree at Southern Cross University in Coffs Harbour. Why did you choose this particular course? Yeah, it certainly has been a really full-on last six months. I think everything has gone so fast and I'm still in the whirlwind, but it's been a really great experience. Um, It was a bit of a last-minute decision to study midwifery. I'd thought about doing medicine or speech pathology, uh, and then I did a bit of work experience and was able to go into a maternity ward and it just clicked and I suddenly knew this is what I want to do. So that was really exciting. So you were always drawn into that kind of medical helping people field? Yeah, very much so. What do you believe to be some of the challenges facing rural communities in rural health and taking care of people in their communities? Yeah, I think obviously the big thing for me was that I had to move away to study I would have loved to stay at home with my family, um, but instead I had to travel a really large distance away from them. That's been really hard. I think uh, recently they tried to get a medical uh, degree up and running in Orange, um, and unfortunately that didn't go through. It failed um, when it got to the government, but that's okay. Um, I think that would be the biggest hassle um, that students who want to study and they're really passionate about their local communities, are forced to go away to study, and then sometimes they stay in the city or they stay on the coast. Do you have any plans for when you finish your studies? Yeah, um, so I'd love to go back. Um, I I love the Red Plains. I'd love to go um, out west, Berkeley, and work there, but we'll just see where the jobs lie. And how different is life in Coffs Harbour to life in Canoundra? Oh, it's very different. For one, the population is huge. Um, although people from Coffs Harbour say this is just a regional town, to me it's like a city. And I've been lost almost every day that I've been here. Um, it's just so many little streets that Canoundra doesn't have. Um, but at the same time, that also comes with a lot of services. So there's a lot of uh, new shops and different supermarkets that I hadn't heard of before, which is really exciting to try and experiment and find new things every day. Um, I think also community spirit is a bit different at home. Uh, you walk down the main street and you know everyone by name and that's really you know, uplifting and encouraging because you don't ever feel by yourself. Whereas in a bigger community, I think sometimes that community spirit isn't there as strongly and yeah, I'm still getting used to recognising people. And But when I do, it's really exciting and that feels like home. You've covered a, this a little bit, but what would you say is the thing you miss most about Canoundra? Yeah, definitely uh, the community and, like I was saying, familiar faces. Uh, 
it's always hard moving away to a new city where you don't know anybody. Um, but slowly, you know, as you get yourself more and more involved within the community, you do get to know people. But I definitely miss the community spirit and uh, lots of friends and family back home that I miss a lot. But, you know, school holidays are good for that, so I can duck home then. Being the Canoundra showgirl, and there's a lot of emphasis in the showgirl competition about community involvement and those sorts of things, how did you balance living somewhere other than Canoundra but still representing them as their showgirl? Yeah, um, that's been a bit of a challenge, actually, and getting home isn't as easy as I'd like it to be. Um, However, I have a really good support network around me, and the Show Society um, of Canoundra recognised that yeah, I have moved away, and um, I've actually been more involved with the Coffs Harbour Show Society lately. They've just had their annual show, and I was involved with the Showgirl program, uh, mentoring the girls and, you know, answering any little questions throughout the week and helping with changing clothes and, oh, is this good for an interview or that sort of questions. Um, and then I'm also working with Canada Show Society as their show develops, and I'll be home Uh, more later in the year as that rolls around. So other than the local show society, how have you involved yourself in your new hometown of Coffs Harbour? Yeah, Um, so I've joined a hockey club, which has been great. Um, It's good to meet a new range of people, the broad range of ages. Um, Also, university is a big opportunity to, you know, put yourself into that situation and talk to people that are older, younger than you. Um, I've also been really heavily involved uh, in a local Presbyterian church, so um, head along to those events two or three times a week, which is really great. I want to ask you about a couple of other interesting activities that you've been involved with. Firstly, you were part of Canoundra High School's entry into the Art for Agriculture Archibald Prize. Can you tell us a little bit about the competition and your school's entry? Yeah, sure. And that was really exciting, that 12 months that we did the Archibald Prize was full on but I really loved it so um, basically what it entitles is the school put in an application and if you're successful you receive um, a life-size or small life-size cow made out of plaster and it's delivered to your school and then you have to design that so artistically you know make patterns or you can cut it you can drill it you can stick things onto it you can put it onto a stage the you know, the sky's the limit for what you want to do with that. And um, ultimately, they like you. It's all about getting kids involved in ag and involved in their local community ag. Um, so our community has a really, really broad range of ag. We weren't sure which way to go, whether we go for the loosen or the grains or sheep, cattle. You know, it's endless, really, which way we could have gone. Um, we decided personally to do the sheep. And so we made a timeline along this cow and painted it. And um, we had a team of about 15 people doing that. And then the finished product was submitted and we got judged. And we were lucky enough to get chosen as one of the state finalists. Um, so uh, two other girls and myself went to Sydney with this cow um, in the back trailer and presented it at Sydney. Another experience that you have had was a cadetship with the cotton industry. Can you explain what that involved? Yeah. Um, so when I was in high school, I was really heavily involved with agriculture as a subject in, um, from about year 9 to year 12. And I had a really great ag teacher who encouraged me to try this 
camp uh, run by a Rotary club in Narromine called Rye Cot, and they also run ran one called Rye Cags. Um, so I went to these camps four times and was lucky enough at one of the Rye Cot camps to be chosen uh, to receive a cadetship through that. And so the cadetship entitled uh, four weeks' worth of work experience for me to experience more of the cotton industry and to get myself involved and to suss out whether I liked that as a future um, job possibility. So through that, I spent a week uh, on a farm in Narromine with a farmer, which was really great. Um, early morning siphon starting. I'd never started a siphon before, so that was really great, and hopefully the skill's still under my belt. Um, I also spent a week at WeWar uh, with Oz... Um, sorry. Yeah, at WeWar, sorry, um, with a research company, uh, doing lots of field trials and in-lab tests, which was really great and a side of science that I hadn't ever considered before. Um, I also spent a week with an agronomist uh, based in Narromine, doing lots of day trips, um, not only to cotton farms, but also other farms within the area. Uh, and this whole experience really opened my eyes to cotton, which isn't a big thing around the Canandra community, but I got to see how big, what a huge industry it is within Australia, especially within Western New South Wales. You have said that you were keen to see more youth attracted to rural towns. Do you have any ideas? I do. That's a bit of a passion of mine at the moment, especially, you know, just going to Sydney Royal Easter and seeing the youth that are involved with the, within that. Uh, some of our kids are powerhouses and we really need to encourage them to go into ag, I feel. Um, so, like I was saying, I was involved with these camps and uh, this little idea within my mind at the moment that I'm mulling over, uh, I'd really like to start a camp based in Canandra because, as I was saying, it's called the Food Bowl of New South Wales. So it has so many different ag industries and I'd love to show these kids all the different industries in one week. That's my plan. And... Um, but what is slightly different from the camps that I was involved in is that I like to open it up and make it available to kids in metropolitan areas as well. Um, so not only are we encouraging kids already in rural towns to be more involved, but also encouraging kids in metropolitan areas who don't have these opportunities to bring them out to the country, show them all these industries and also jobs within the towns that are available if they don't want to be directly on the farm. Uh, to hopefully, you know, sneak them out to the country once they graduate high school. Sounds like a fantastic idea. What made you decide that 2016 was the year to enter the Canoundra Showgirl competition? Yeah, so 2016 was a huge year for me. I graduated high school and, you know, was trying to figure out where I want to move to, what job I want to do. Um, so Showgirl at the time was just another thing on top of the pile that I thought, oh, I don't know if I have time to do this well. Um, however, our local show coordinator really encouraged me into it and I think she believed in me more than I believed in myself and she said, no, Meg, you, you know, you've done a lot for Canandra and just through school opportunities, you've got a lot to share with people I really think you should enter. And I said, okay, that's fine, you know, not expecting much of it. Um, and then when I was lucky enough to win, I thought, wow, now this is really happening and this is really exciting. And from that moment on, as the zones progressed and the weeks progressed towards Sydney, I got more and more excited and was so, so thankful that I had entered. And now you couldn't drag me out of it. I just love it. 
I know you've had it mentioned a lot, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm That's sure right. there are many young girls out there who want to know whether that you felt being 18, so as young as you can possibly be in the showgirl competition, was a disadvantage at any point. Not at all. I think often it was perceived as a disadvantage, and um, yeah, I would be addressed as, oh, you're the young girl, and I was... Uh, I think it became my own personal challenge to change their minds and not perceive me from the start as young and inexperienced, but, hey, she's really young and she has stuff to share. Um, I thought it was really great as well that there's this whole emphasis on looking after the youth within local communities and rural communities, and I thought, who better to represent youth than a youth themselves? Uh, this competition is open for girls 18 to 25, and it'd be, it was so good this year having such a broad range of ages. We had a few that were 24, 25, a few 21s, um, an 18 and a 20-year-old, and it was really great, and at no time at all did I feel out of place, um, but it was such a great opportunity to learn from the other girls and for them to learn from me also with that different perspectives that we all bring. After you were selected to represent Zone 6 in the Land Sydney Royal Showgirl Final, what preparation did you do? Yeah, um, so I jumped on a plane, flew home very quickly, a bit of a whirlwind, and then got home and thought, wow, this is really happening. I need to start preparing right now because I was very nervous. Um, so I started paying a lot of attention to global affairs. I read the land religiously, actually quite enjoyed it, which I was surprised about, and I have to admit I'm still reading it now, even though Sydney's over. And... I just started thinking to myself the things that I thought were important for rural communities and youth especially and the types of questions that I could be asked or the types of people that I'd have to talk with and my views on um, things that interest them. So um, in particular, I sort of worked on my ideas and my passions that I could share with other people so that they knew why I was there and what my drive was. What did you enjoy most about your time in Sydney? Um, it was the biggest week ever, I think. You know, you needed a week's holiday just to recover from it. But I just loved um, getting to know different people within the ag society. Um, some jobs I never even knew existed within the show. And these people, you know, we met such a broad range of people from presidents to politicians, um, but they're all human. And we were all there for a common cause to further ag in New South Wales and Australia. And so when you have that, uh, such a big group of people with all the same passion, it was so great to talk ideas over with different people and uh, global affairs especially so that you can really – I think that's where my passion for this camp really came from because I spoke to quite a lot of people about education and, you know, what's lacking in rural communities. And it was – that there are no city kids coming to these communities to work. Um, interestingly enough, uh, one night we were at the cocktail party at Government House and the harbour was beautiful and I started talking to a man from Canada who, interestingly enough, is in charge of a $12 million program over there to educate kids on ag. So recently in Canada, uh, agriculture has been taken out of the curriculum and so this man and his team of people have taken it upon themselves to then educate these kids um, because they're not getting educated about ag in school. And interestingly enough, ag in uh, Canada still remains the second largest industry, even though 
only 2% of the population own land. So he thought it was really important himself that he educate this uh, younger generation because they weren't receiving it from school to ensure that ag remains you know, the second biggest industry or maybe even the biggest industry in the coming years. And um, it was great to see that passion in him. I think that sparked it in me going, hey, we need to do something back home. Were there any things you found particularly challenging? Um, challenging. I think uh, constantly on the go was really hard. Um, I would have loved to have stopped taking a moment and talked to these people more about who they are and um, what they do in their background story. Just, you know, so you get to know them on a deeper level. Um, I felt that I got, like, this Canadian guy especially, I spoke to him for about 45 minutes. I think I could have spoken to him for about three hours about that course. Um, so, you know, more time would have been a great thing. But at the same time, uh, we saw such a broad range of things, and that was because we were on such a tight schedule. Is entering the showgirl competition something you would consider doing again? Oh, that's the big money question. <laughs> um, lots of people have asked me that, and I think I'm a little undecided still. Um, I obviously have the potential to enter again and again and again, and it's just a matter of um, if I feel that's the right way to go. I think, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure where I'm sitting at the moment. It was an amazing experience, and... I'd like to have more of those experiences maybe outside of the Showgirl program. Um, I think it just depends where I feel I can best use my skills and um, as I mature, you know, where I best feel I fit within the ag circles. So it sounds like rural achiever then. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, hit that one on the hush. <laughs> And finally, Meg, how has your showgirl journey changed you? Um, so I've grown in confidence in my in the last nine months I've been involved with showgirl. Um, before uh, this time last year, there was no way that I would have been able to get up and talk in front of a crowd or go and introduce myself to someone that I didn't know and talk to them about global affairs. It's something that I never thought I could do. Um, but I think when you chucked in the deep end and encouraged it's such a useful skill to have to be able to speak publicly and uh, just to be confident within yourself and that young girls, I think, often are a little bit hushed and um, silenced, but we have a lot to share and this has been the biggest opportunity for me to voice my opinions and the opinions of my peers within my school um, on such a bigger stage that I never would have had the chance to otherwise. Thank you very much, Meg, for coming on Behind the Sash and sharing your story. Thanks for having me.